Hello, welcome back to another episode of Work in Progress. For our guest today, we have another classmate of mine from thesis class. Her name is Stella. She's a communication design student at Parsons School of Design. I was very interested in her thesis project because I never quite understand the extent of how personal or private a thesis topic can be. One of the big questions she's asking is, how does our traumatic experience with our family of origin impact our adulthood? She approached this question in two different ways. First, she did a series of interviews with Chinese students and asked them about their past family traumas and how that affected them as they grew up. She compiled all the recorded interviews into a short film. If the first approach was to explore other people's experiences, she thought that it would also be interesting to talk about her own personal incident with her family. Instead of saying it in front of the camera, she told her story by creating art. The final form of her thesis is a virtual exhibition showcasing different traumatic experiences that happen in multiple places in her house. So I guess it was her turn to tell the narrative. I personally learned a lot from our conversation. In this episode, we talked about how to express our deepest and darkest emotions through art, which is something I've never done before, and how creating art or films can give us some sort of closure, which I think is said very beautifully by Stella later in our conversation. Well, enough said. I shall let you listen to the rest of the podcast. Enjoy. Uh, thank you so much, Stella, for being here. I know you're super busy and we just showed each other's work plan last week. But, you know, I'm so happy to have you here. But first of all, I just kind of love how we're both very nervous people doing this. But yeah, it's okay. Okay, we got this. Yeah. So um, I feel like our conversation today might be very deep and personal, or or it may not. But we can start with like super basic questions first. Um, so today I really want to talk about both of your experiments. So we might jump around between experiment one and two. Uh, however, I do want to start with like this overarching theme of your thesis project which is kind of this topic around trauma and the negative influences that we have as a child with our own families. So I've been wondering, like, what inspired you to do this topic? Though it's kind of a basic question, but I don't think anyone in class has really asked this, but I'm actually very curious. Yeah. Okay, so because um, I'm a film production minor, so there will constantly be like scenes or like story that pops up in my mind yeah. and i'm very attracted to storytelling mm -hmm. so actually whenever i think of like a script idea i feel like there's always this little voice of me yelling that i want to tell mm -hmm. my own story like this experience i've been through because this is actually a very big part of me so i feel like i always wanted to like write about this experience even though those were like film ideas but because we're working on thesis in this year and we have like a whole year to like pretty much explore whatever we want to explore mm -hmm. so I felt like if I don't work on this topic there isn't anything that attract me more so I feel like this is something I have to like give myself a closure to it and I also want to like explore this, mm -hmm. this yeah <laughs> yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense especially like we're spending an entire year on basically doing anything we want to do and 
I think it's really brave that you're doing this on trauma because I do feel like it's a very private and personal thing that people don't really share. And then it's amazing that you got people to to actually share their personal stories. So I wonder, like, was it difficult to to find people that want to open up? And yeah, it was definitely difficult. So I actually know that. Um, I'm not sure if this is like a cultural thing, but I actually know a lot of people that have like the same similar um, experience. Maybe not like exactly the same with mine, but like very similar like family traumatic memories. But when I actually wanted to like reach out for them, to, uh, reach out to them, and to like ask they like to be in my video, mm-hmm. there are people who said no, or there are people who said like right. again. Like blur my face, and I just don't want to like show my face with when I'm talking about this.、Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard. And actually, a few people who felt more comfortable with telling me the story, but like not showing their face. So before I decided to make it into a video, I interviewed a girl who actually graduated in our program last year. So she's a year above us. Yeah, and、um, she's also in communication design, so she also did this like thesis thing. So she knows exactly what I'm going through. So I reached out to her, and we had like a Zoom call. But back then, my idea was to make it into a book. So we、mm-hmm. did talk a lot, and I did transcribe everything we said into words. Yeah. But then when I decided to make it into a video, I actually talked to her again and asked. If we can like do this again with prepared questions, and she actually said no because she doesn't want to be <laughs> on video, and she actually said to me that、um, this difficulty you're facing right now, reaching out to people, will also be a part of your process. Right. So、mm-hmm. I think that was kind of interesting. Yeah. When I talked to those people, I think I got response from at least six to seven. Saying that they have like similar stories and they might be able to share, but after telling them that this will be a video format,、right. they kind of turn it down. So I see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like if they want their faces to be covered or blurred, and it can get very personal. But I I do think that there are several people who are willing to share. In a way, your research is. Kind of very, it's a little different compared to the other students I talked to.、So、I think your your research is basically the people who you talked to and you interviewed. So I wonder, like, how did you choose to the people that you want to interview? Like, I know it's through your own mutual friends, but are all four of them your close friends from school, or are it all like connections?、Mm-hmm. So at first, I did think about making this group more diverse in terms of like race, age, and like gender, and maybe like what they do. But then I feel like dysfunctional families is actually a very global issue.、Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I make my group more diverse, I'll need to include multiple like cultural like sides, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. And I was a little afraid that it will like take away from the focus of family, and、yeah. actually I had the same concern when I tried to focus my group into like Chinese students, because、mm-hmm. I was kind of like worried that I'll also need to talk about this cultural influence, yeah, and that might like take away from the focus on family. So、mm-hmm. it was a lot of decisions to make. 
Right. Yeah. I think I remember in class you were telling me about that concern. Like it was hard to to get that diversity that you wanted. I think it's it's good that you you're focusing the people who you interview are like families with Yeah, very specific yeah. group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're all Chinese. We all came here for college. We're all studying art, meaning that our families are not like broke or anything, but also like not crazy rich or something. And yeah. um, our families, well, we're about the same age. So our parents are about the same age. So our parents grew up in pretty much the same era. Mm-hmm. So they went through similar things. We went through very similar things too. But like their backgrounds and our backgrounds are very, very different. Because how like China changed and like how the society changed mm-hmm. and everything, so I feel like it's a very very specific group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I I very much like that actually, and um, because you're focusing on students with Chinese descent or fa- Chinese families, I know you mentioned this in class very briefly. There was one particular story. I think it was the girl who was very affected by China's one-child policy. And yeah. you mentioned in class that turns out this experience that she went through is kind of common or, mm. or it's kind of familiar yeah. in the family. Yeah. yeah. So Would you, yeah, talk more about that. Mm-hmm. So um, the girl in the video, she talked about because she has an older brother. And so she was raised by like a very distant, like a distant relative. And mm. she, when her parents finally picked her up, and let her live with them because mm-hmm. her parents were like civil servants yeah. when her guest in the home she couldn't call her parents like mom and dad she has to call she had to call them like meaning like uncle or like aunt. so I didn't I was really surprised but then I didn't think too much into it when I finished the video but when I showed this when I sent it to my parents I sent it to my mom and she actually said that she felt very, um, she has a lot of feeling toward her story because mm-hmm. she also thought about having another child because she wants a little brother or a little sister for me. Oh. So like she thought it might, so I have someone there with me. Right, right. But because she's a doctor and she works in a public hospital, meaning that if she does have another child, she will have to go through the same thing. And she mm. felt like it would be very unfair to the child, to my mm. little brother or sister. It would be really yeah. unfair because she will also have to send him or her to someone else to raise them. And um, it's just that the same story or like the same thing will also happen. Right. So yeah. she felt like it was just too unfair to the child. So she didn't. Mm. So I was really surprised. I never knew about that. Yeah. It still struck to me, like until now, like China's one child policy, I think the whole world is very familiar with it, but mm-hmm. I've never heard or known the the experience of the specific child and mm-hmm. how they feel about that particular policy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was it was it was very hard to hear. Like, yeah, your story. And I just love how your first experiment, you're you're interviewing all these people, these Chinese students. Whereas your second experiment, it's like you're saying to yourself, okay, it's my turn to tell the story now. It's your turn to, to share your experiences. 
but maybe instead of like saying it and recording it you're expressing it through art mm-hmm. which I've never done before by the way and me neither yeah really was your first time yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. okay then I really want to know like your process um did you like take time to kind of recollect your past traumas first and yeah. start sketching <laughs> yeah so I met my roommate in high school and we weren't as close as we are right now but we were like friends we talked about this trauma because we have some similar stories so we actually talked about this in high school but not like in depth and not like very detailed Mm -hmm. sometimes when you have like very messy ideas or like memories inside your head Mm -hmm. it's a little hard for you to like sort it out by yourself but it's easier when you like talk it out so I recorded my conversation with my roommate and mm-hmm. I think I talked for like an hour and like 40 minutes and I was yeah. crying you know, and like we were both crying and then I was just like trying oh to the little details because it was really painful. I was pushing myself to remember all those like little things that I kind of forgot already. So I actually remembered many, many like little stories that I already forgot. Yeah, I felt like I was the nine-year-old me again. So I was trying to like remember every little things, and then like mm-hmm. these every little things will also like evoke another memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was really painful. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so after my conversation with my roommate, I just wrote down the little things that I thought can maybe like inspire individual artworks, digital mm-hmm. illustration. So I actually list everything in my notebook. I can kind mm-hmm. of show you. So this is a whole page of my trauma. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, like I just wrote everything like one, two, three, four, five, six. And the ones that are circled are the ones already made into digital illustration. So oh, I see. Yeah. That's super so, like, reading. Yeah. <laughs> reading this, it's, it's really painful. <laughs> oh. And so after you wrote, you also just started sketching and mm-hmm. and making those illustrations on your computer. Yeah, the first one was really hard. So I made the first one in color first, but then because first of all, I've never done any digital illustration, and um, that's insane. <laughs> thank you. I mean, seeing your work too in class, like, thank yeah. you. Well, I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one was really hard actually because. I don't have anything for me to like reference. So I made it black and white, just be a little easier so I could focus on the forms, the graphics and like how everything looked instead of focusing too much on like the colors. Yeah, that actually, I was about to ask you that, like, was there like a certain rule to how you're making your illustrations? I didn't at first, actually. Yeah, so the first one and the second one are actually very different from like everything else. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like starting from the third one, when I started to drawing like legs and like arms, and I was playing with the um, gradient. So I kind of found something that make it visually interesting and kind of unique. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. kind of fun. So you can definitely see that I started to have a little, well, not style, but like yeah. characteristic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> starting with the you. third one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really like the word style either. So yeah, I'm like, right? I hate the word style and I hate aesthetic. Oh my God, me too. I- oh, it's 
so over. Oh, oh, oh my. I don't know why I said it, but I hate aesthetic pleasing the most. Aesthetically pleasing, like mm. wow, wow. <laughs> wow. No. Okay. Anyway, um, they turned out really nice, Bella. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, and I think last week you showed us a different version, right? You started exploring what it feels like to illustrate with pencil. And yeah. Yeah, I think it looks very different, and it feels very different. I think just like something about the texture of the pencil gave it such a different impact. Did it feel different drawing with pencil? Is yeah, it, it was digital? very different. And I was actually just talking about this with Andrew this morning. Mm -hmm. So I felt like looking back at all the um, digital illustrations that I did last semester, it felt like I was looking back at my personal, like this traumatic memory and mm -hmm. the impressive self point of view. Yeah. So because it's digital digital illustration, so everything looks really fine, like the grain, the mm -hmm. um edge and the colors and like everything looked really fine and like kind of mature looking. But then I thought of our first assignment, so the M50 images thing. Oh yeah, yeah. There were actually a large part of my image collection of like very childish drawing, like very childish art installation mm -hmm. that looked like a five-year-old did that so I, was, yeah, yeah, I, remember. I was really attracted by that and I felt like it will bring another point of view to the project mm -hmm. and I think what Andrew said was really makes a lot of sense that I need a stronger reason to change media what feels strong about my project right now is how everything felt very consistent so the exhibition and the digital illustration they kind of like they do feel a bit consistent so I do need a stronger reason mm -hmm. to bring different medium into it. Yeah, but, yeah. But at the same time, I do feel like drawing with like color pencils or like even watercolor gave me more space. For example, like you can see in this one. Oh my God, I'm seeing it live. <laughs> yeah. Like this very childish house, the style of a house that like every five-year-old would draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, I wouldn't draw a house like this if I'm doing it if I'm doing it in digital illustration. Right. Yeah. yeah. So color pencils does color pencil does give me like a lot of freedom that mm -hmm. I don't have in digital illustration. I was feeling a little bit stuck with creating artworks. And I feel like even illustration major people can't make it that fast, can't be that productive. Yeah. I was feeling a little stuck with digital illustration. So I started drawing. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like drawing with hands make me less trapped into mm -hmm. or like less stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think you said something very important earlier about how if you made it on digital, you would have never made the house. Mm. And I think something about the pencil gives you that yeah. childish memory again. Yeah. 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 As if you... Because when you were listening to your recordings and you were writing, you said you felt like, oh, you're back to nine years old again, drawing like a typical child house. Yeah, um, I think self-reflection is such a, a an important part of your process. Do you think it was also difficult for you when you were drawing it as, yeah. as much as it was difficult to talk about it? Mm, I'll have a few sketches before I start drawing. So the process of coming up with a sketch was actually more painful than actually drawing it 
Because when you're trying to come up with sketch, you're thinking about this specific memory. You're、mm-hmm. and you're trying to like almost like transcribe your memory into her、yeah. and to think about like how to where to place everything and w- like what should I have on the paper. So that was actually more painful than actually drawing it. So when I have it, when I have my sketch, like a pencil sketch, on paper, everything was much easier. Yeah. Ah,、oh, I like I like what you said. Tra- transcribing memories. That's, yeah. That's、cool. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. I think the next few questions might be pretty deep and personal, but okay. Here's kind of like my take on your overall project. I feel like trauma is very disconnecting. I think. It can disconnect you to the person who gave you that trauma or anything that might trigger it. Like for example, in the videos, I think one person said that he kind of distanced himself from other Parsons students because he doesn't feel as good as them. And there's another girl who said that、um, she's kind of avoiding relationships that are too intimate or that has some sort of commitment. But once you start talking about it, it becomes like relatable. I think it kind of actually connects people.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to go off topic. Yeah,、um, I totally agree. Yeah. So I talked about this with my mom and also Andrew. So we see a lot of exaggerated and extreme family conflict stories in films and in books,、mm-hmm. and the characters also behave in an extreme way because of it. But、mm-hmm. in real life, the impact on people are usually more invisible and subtle. But that doesn't mean the trauma isn't there just because we didn't turn into psychopaths, and <laughs> it also like it doesn't mean that how this family trauma affected us shouldn't be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah,、mm-hmm. I think that's very true. From from the video, I think you made that very clear about everyone's stories,、mm-hmm. and I just wonder then, do you think by sharing their traumatic experiences in the past, kind of connect them? Together or kind of at least feel like they're in peace. Oh no, I, I kind of I、yeah. like it. Definitely, in some way, gives them closure. Right. That's yeah. That was a word I was looking for. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I do feel like when you're talking to others about your family trauma, it definitely does bring you guys closer. So in Chinese, there's like a phrase. Called 家家有本难念的经 meaning that every family has their stories.、Right. If I put it like simple, so it does remind me of that. There's also something kind of interesting. So I've talked about this traumatic memory I have with another friend like a few years ago, and she actually said something to me that well, actually I think this isn't that bad. I think it's it's just alright. They're like worse stories, and I felt a little offended. Because I do feel like you shouldn't ever measure each other's trauma or like compare. Right? Yeah, compare. Like、mm-hmm. because you weren't there, maybe、yeah. like trauma happened when you're like at different age. It is different for everyone, and I do feel like by knowing other people's stories, I would never ever try to like measure or like compare each other's、yeah. story. I just feel like yeah, everyone has their story. Every family has their story.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think last semester we asked, I guess, several students in class. We asked if you could ask your friends about how they feel after sharing their traumatic experiences. Yeah, what were their responses like? 
Um, so I did ask two of them because I'm closer with two of, two of them. Yeah. So one of them said that it does feel like she was giving herself a closure because she never, so we've been friends since high school as well. And I never knew about her story. Yeah. And I think she doesn't really talk about this with friends. So it was definitely hard for her to like say it out loud. She said that she felt like she was giving herself a closure. So I was I was really happy to hear that. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like when I talk about this with friends, I didn't get the closure yet. I haven't got the closure I want yet. I see. Yeah. yeah. I think, I guess I was trying to, I was hoping that art, films, like creating these things, creating art around this topic will bring myself a closure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's beautifully phrased. That's Aw, thank you. <laughs> then, since it did give you some sort of closure, I wonder, did you ever show your illustrations to your parents? No. no? <laughs> so this is also one of the questions I ask in the video. Like, do you yeah, think yeah. you'll ever like make any art? Yeah. Trauma. And if you do, will you show your parents? <laughs> okay, so I did show my parents the video, but that's because I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, after showing them the video, I kind of had a little talk. Well, I kind of talked to my mom a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just said that I'm working on this thesis project right now. And this is my topic about like family trauma. And because there will be like a big section of my own story. So I will definitely have to bring up that like incident of like you and my dad, like your fight, your like right. three or four years fight. I'll definitely have to like bring up because I just have to. It's a part of me. Mm-hmm. So I did give her like a little heads up and uh, I was actually a little worried about how she would react. But I think her reaction was definitely better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And I think I told her about it because I was afraid that this project will remind her of that time. And mm-hmm. I was really afraid that it will hurt her mm-hmm. in some way. And she actually said to me that... Um, it's been many years and because she's an adult and I think it's actually easier for her to move on. Basically, she was just saying that I wouldn't hurt her by doing this project mm-hmm. because the only person who can emotionally hurt yourself is yourself. Yeah, yeah. I do want to be a director in the future and I do want to like write script. Mm-hmm. So I always have this film ideas about this story. But I never start to write the story because I was really afraid that if I actually write it, I will want to shoot it. And if I, and if I shoot it, it will hurt my parents because yeah. they're actually a lot better right now, like their relationship. Mm-hmm. But I was really afraid that this will hurt their relationship, hurt their feelings, or like remind themselves of those stories. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is, yeah, completely understandable. Like, I, I guess that's why certain traumatic stories tend to be better like private or just you know we choose to be open about it or not which which is completely understandable yeah 
Mm -hmm. I guess that's one of the reasons why I made my illustration a bit more abstract. But even uh, though I made it abstract, I still haven't shown my parents yet. And <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm not ready for it. I can face my own traumatic memory now, but I'm not ready to talk to my parents about it yet. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, I mean, think it'll yeah. take time. Mm -hmm. I think choose the right, like whenever you are ready about that. Yeah. yeah. So I so haven't shown my parents any illustration or the um, exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm kind of happy that you you noticed. I kind of use the same questions you ask your yeah. to your to your friends in a video. So it's kind of like, oh, it's my turn to ask yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was like some meta moment. Anyway, um, I think. Now, like the next few questions to kind of close the conversation. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just thinking like, what are your, your next steps from here? Like how, how far along are you? Um, so right now I'm still working on creating more illustrations yeah. and I'll need to find a way to make the um, Cinema 4D export images better because it right now it's really low res and I don't know how to fix mm -hmm. it. So I'll need to look into that because I need more materials to make it into a book. I'll try to include the video into the book in an interesting way, not yeah. just with screenshots. Yeah, I'll just need to finish the book and see if I can <laughs> find a way to create this virtual reality thing to like right, right. people feel like they can walk into this exhibition space. And yeah. in other words, my home. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, we're getting like a, a virtual like, tour of your home and I know. <laughs> I'm nervous. The, the private stories that happen in each room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I think your your Cinema 4D work is really cool. And like everything you. you did for this project are your first time. Yeah, this yeah, is, totally. And this is the last question and kind of the question I asked. Mm -hmm. um for all of the people that are in the show uh, yeah. i want to ask you what you learned from thesis class like from the beginning until to this point and kind of what advice would you give to anyone who's uh, about to start his or her thesis project i feel like i learned how to start a personal project i feel mm -hmm. like it's really important for artists and for designers to like know how to start a personal project, how to make it meaningful for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, what advice I would give to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, could be anything. I would say that topic wise, go for the ones that you want to do the most. Go for the one that feels most meaningful for you, that you will spend the whole year on it. Because yeah. if your topic isn't, doesn't interest you that much, it is harder for you to like spend your entire year in it. Yeah. Okay. So if it's a topic that you feel like personally really connects to, and and if you really want to do it, even if it's a painful topic, yeah, I think you enjoy the process. You enjoy like making things out of it. So mm -hmm. it'll be happy, sad. It'll be painful, but also like really enjoyable. Process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is such a really good advice and. I kind of understand that too, in a way, like yeah. with, with the podcast, it's also like, oh, do I really want to do this? Because yeah. I'm really good. But 
you're right like it's the the process has been like the most enjoyable part yeah it'll, it'll feel like it's worth spending that much like effort you know yeah. like time and energy mm-hmm. that's perfect all right yeah hey. that's, that's everything that's all my questions for thank you, you. <laughs> well that sums up everything in our conversation today thank you again for taking the time to help no me with, my with your tight schedule i appreciate that you're you're here in my show so yeah i want to wish you good luck in the next few weeks um i think your work is going to turn out really amazing and yeah good luck thank you so much <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.